As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This podcast is powered by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. When's the last time that you went out to a park or to a gym, to a rec center, and just hooped? Right. If you're a player, I actually want you to answer this. Maybe send me an answer. If it's recent, great. Right. I'm proud of you for doing that. If it's been a while, we got some things to talk about. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And I think this is also valid for coaches and trainers as well to building an environment with your athletes. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this. So before getting into it, welcome back to the Attention to Detail podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Ayers. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of just going to hoop, going to play pickup basketball, and how that can actually develop your game or your athlete's game more than getting in the gym and training during that time period, if that makes sense. So a little bit of background here. Every single time, or most times, sometimes I forget, but most times that I do a camp, uh, whether that is across the U.S., outside of the U.S., I ask players how often they go and just hoop. And this is literally just out of curiosity. I want to know out of each culture that I go to, so maybe Chicago, L.A., Australia, uh, Chile, like somewhere in South America, different places around the world, how often people just go and hoop and how accessible that is. Because a lot of places I know the hoop culture may not be as strong, so there aren't that many people going to hoop. At your L.A. fitness, you may not have the resources, the gyms, the courts. So I'm always interested. But one thing I've been surprised about is how little players are doing that these days. It's like every single time I ask them, do you work out or what's what's the ratio between working out and just going to play unstructured play? Most times when I actually break it down with them, it's like 15 to 1. It's like, yeah, every every 15 hours I spend training is like one hour of unstructured play. And again, this changes, of course, I don't want to put this in a blanket statement, but the culture has definitely changed more to a training-heavy culture, which is good. Like Players are developing crazy skills uh, early in their development, but we're also losing out on a lot of the benefits of unstructured play 
which I'll go over today, and I think are super, super potent for hoopers of every level. And I'll talk about how valuable this is from players at the youngest age all the way up to NBA players. So first of all, let's make this clear. I'm not talking about structured five on five at the end of a practice or at the end of a workout. I'm talking about just open runs, just going to hoop, just finding your own team, right? Getting back to the park, community center. There's no coach watching you. This is just open runs, pick up. All right, so I find three reasons to be the most uh, pertinent to why I think we should be doing this more. Number one is that you get the full perceptual stimulus. So when you're playing or when you're in a workout especially, but even if you're playing one-on-one or even a lot of the drills that I'll do, uh, like the live drills, small-sided games, contested shooting, you're not getting the full perceptual environment. You're not getting the weak side defender. You're not getting your teammate, your fifth teammate cutting from the other side of the court, right? If you're coming off a pick and roll in a small-sided game, and again, I love small-sided games, it's what I base a lot of my training off of, you're still not gonna get the entire 10 players, or I guess nine other players on the court. And I think this is a reason why a lot of players are great in workouts, and then they go and they struggle in a real game. And that's because they get chunks of that perceptual stimulus, right? Hopefully, if we're doing small-sided games, or if we're doing live work in our training, we're getting chunks of this, and this is huge. I've seen players develop like crazy with this, but it's not the entire thing. Don't get me started on on-air training, where a lot of players do on-air training the entire offseason and then expect that to just somehow transfer into a game, because it's not gonna happen. And basketball is an unbelievably perceptual-based game. Like everything we do, every action we take is based on perception, what we read, what we see. We always have to read what's going on around us, our environment, before we decide, and then finally make that action. So if you have no experience making these reads and decisions against nine other players or with nine other players on the court, chances are when you actually get into that five-on-five environment, it's not gonna be great, right? So this is why I think five-on-five is so valuable. Now, you're probably saying, all right, well, I can just structure this with athletes at my practice which is true, and I think th- this is valuable too, is while I'll have players do this, like if we have 10 players in a workout, sometimes they'll try to go five on five, but we have open runs here at detail two to three times a week, so players can come, and yes, there's a coach, me in the gym, um, but it's just giving them that, or attuning them to the perceptual nature of five on five, so that, that when, so that when they get into the game with their team, with their travel team, high school team, whatever, they feel a little bit more comfortable because they're used to those defenders stepping in and seeing the entire court and going up and down and all these things that only happen at five on five. But here's the second part to it, is that it needs to be unstructured for it to truly be a pickup game, an open run, whatever you want to call what I'm referring to in this episode, needs to be unstructured. And that means that there are no coaches there, right? There isn't any real pressure yes there's going to be some pressure of course sometimes just talking talking shit throughout the game and all that but there's no pressure to perform from like a statistical sense like you don't want to you're not too worried about your stats you're not too worried about a coach it has to be unstructured that's why i like emphasizing going to the park or to a rec center or something and just finding people to play with because it's way more unstructured and the reason i like this is because you can truly step outside of that comfort zone I think I try to breathe this in, in my gym in detail uh, for open runs and, and even 
like after the workout but sometimes it's tough because a lot of these players look up to me and want to impress you know myself and my other coaches as well and they know that like sometimes it's being filmed or some of this stuff and it's just not the same because they're still a little bit more worried about messing up and stepping outside of that comfort zone which has its benefits but it's also tough at times because they can't mess up without really sinking their confidence or or um, without not wanting to do that again and I think athletes need this we've all been through those times especially as coaches like having gone play pickup thousands of times we've all had those times where you just try some stuff out in a game and you're like oh whatever like teammates may be a little bit mad at you because you took a bad shot whatever they'll they'll get over it everyone takes bad shots and pick up and we need these times this is how we grow right we can step outside of our comfort zone and work out as much as we want but it won't actually apply to a real game until we bridge that gap by doing it in a real game environment and the only time that we can step outside of our comfort zone like that without a coach getting mad without a teammate getting mad without actually causing negative uh, implications for our team is a pickup game is unstructured play so I do think this has to be unstructured this has to be just uh, a, a, at least a limited amount of, of consequences and this is what's truly going to help athletes step outside of their comfort zone and as a result develop the comfort to do things when it, when it comes time to do something in an actual game where there are stats where there is a crowd and there is the entire you know the whole nine of just playing a real game number three and the last reason it has to be unstructured is the social benefits a lot of players that i noticed like for example i was doing a clinic out in la when was that i want to say january no 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 it was way it was sometime in summer august so i had them at the end of the clinic it was like a four-hour clinic so i was like all right we've gotten our work in you guys need to just go play and I, this is one of those times where i was like how often do you guys just go and hoop and they're like, ah, last time was probably, I mean, there are a couple kids, of course, that went and, and did, and they say that they did in the last couple of weeks, but most of them were like, I don't know, like last year. And I was like, all right, we're, we're going to hoop. I'm stepping off the court. You guys make your own teams, make your own rules, figure it out. You guys got the whole court. And <laughs> to see the struggle, and it was a good struggle. Like I was, I was proud of them for getting through it and it was fun to see, but to see the struggle, like how do we make our own teams? Like coaches usually doing this for us what are the rules here like you know what i'm saying it's it's very it's funny to see the the social component of this come into play but i think this is a huge value that we get from just going and playing at the court with people that we may not know you have to come up with your own teams with your own rules you have to work through conflict that's definitely something that's helped me just become a good communicator and and overall just deal with resolving conflicts is because every single time you go and play especially like an la fitness oh there's going to be some conflict and you got to be able to socialize and get through that civilly sometimes not civilly but it just teaches you things from a social standpoint that you don't learn when you're playing in a structured environment plus i do think there's a networking advantage here like a lot of the players that i met when i was younger uh were just going through or going to the to the court, going to my local rec center, Wisconsin Place Community Center, never forget it, and meeting these people, and eventually they became my training buddies, and now I'm able to actually do some of these live drills. Like I get players all the time, like, oh, I only, I can't train with somebody else, I can't do any of these competitive drills one on one. 
some mirror ball handling, some defense drills. How can I train by myself? And I'm like, I know that there are hoopers in your area, regardless of where you are, that are willing to train with you, period. There are. It's, it's just not a debate. And if there aren't, well, you're probably making excuses. So, again, how I found most of my training partners was just going to hoop and then seeing them like, yo, where, where do you play? Do you like to train? Or just seeing them train. It's like, oh, next thing you know, we're training together and we're playing against each other and we're sharpening each other's tools. And I think that's one of the most important things. And now as, as an adult, as a trainer, now I go and I can network with people. I'm like, oh, you do this? Great. Like, let's connect on Instagram. Let's, let me get your number or whatever. So I think there's a social benefit, not only in terms of organizing things yourself, but also meeting people, which runs the world. As a player, more people you know, probably the better, especially in the basketball space. You'll get more opportunities. And then as a coach, as a trainer, as just a business person or as a human in general if you know more people you're going to get more opportunities period and that is only done through basketball if you step outside of your comfort zone and hoop with new people if it's the same people every time chances are you're comfortable with it you're not going to meet new people so that's also a huge value of just going to hoop and doing it with new people every time and that's probably the most underrated one that i that i see now, lastly, is understanding how you can manage that trade-off between hooping and training. Because I know, like, I'm a trainer. Trust me, I know we, ha- we have to work on things. That's what I do with all my athletes. But I do think that this is important to find time to do this. So it's like, how can we manage the time? How often should we be hooping? How often should we be training? My advice usually is if you have an option to hoop when you're supposed to be training, most of the time, if it's a good game that will challenge you enough, go hoop every time. It's going to give you one of the best workouts you can do. Plus, think about how often you can hoop versus how often you can train. Most of the time, we can train a lot more often than we can hoop in terms of the resources provided to us. So take advantage of those times when you can go hoop. Now, if that's like an everyday thing and you're never training, of course, we're going to flip that balance back. But I do think that's important to realize that when you can find a good game, play it. And... You can even do a couple things to kind of hedge this where it's like, all right, maybe, dang, I wanted to go and come in the gym today and work on pull-up jumpers, but they're hooping. I kind of want to join in this game. I know it'll be good for me. Well, go in the game and say, all right, I have to shoot 12 pull-up jumpers. Give a constraint to yourself. All right, maybe you only have six players in the gym. Three-on-three is a great option as well. You actually get more touches here. It's good to develop higher speeds. You can develop spacing techniques a little bit better or a little bit more um, readily than when you get into a five on five game and it's kind of cramped up so just manipulate your situation what you want to work on manipulate the game to your advantage so that you can still work on things without actually having to just train by yourself or just with one buddy like you can do this in a full full out game environment whether it's three on three five on five whether you're working on pull up jumper or get into the basket or your defense you can make sure that you're still improving in certain areas and that you're not just relying on the game to get you better you can make sure that you are implementing things in your game to improve so if i had one thing to say to end this episode just go hoop just go hoop more get outside of your comfort zone i know sometimes it may not be the most comfortable thing to do trust me 
but find people to go hoop with, even if it's good competition, even if you're a little bit nervous, getting through these things, I truly believe is how you're gonna build your confidence when you get into a real game. So hopefully you guys take this advice. If you don't, it's fine. I understand that different things work for different people, but this is what I would suggest to you guys. As always, much love, appreciate all the support. Till the next podcast, I'm out.